Thanks for tuning in for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church of Imperial Valley. We would love to help you plan your visit, so we encourage you to visit our website at www.cccciv.org for service times and our events calendar. Or get the app. You'll find the Christ Community Church IV mobile app in your app store for Apple or Android devices. He stands there at attention. His back is straight, heels clicked together, face looking straight on, and his heart feels like it's literally going to bounce, burst right out of his chest. Through his veins flowing pride and anticipation and responsibility and legacy and leaving his mark on the world, behind him is a past filled with sacrifice. Behind him is a past filled with blood, sweat, and tears. And before him lies such great responsibility. And with that lump in his throat, he can barely swallow because he understands the agreement that he's making today. And there was a time when he wasn't sure whether or not all of the hard work would even be worth it. He wasn't sure if the bugle going off every morning at 5 a.m. for him to wake was worth it. He wasn't sure if every morning lining up in formation at 5.15 to begin an hour of physical training, push-ups, sit-ups, running, cadence, if it was worth it. There was a time cracking his books and studying into the midnight hours where he was so exhausted trying to absorb as much as he could so that he would be prepared to serve not only mentally but physically, emotionally, all of him is being invested into this job, into this call. But in that moment, all of the months of sacrifice and hard work and training and learning are worth it. And he looks out at the crowd and he can see his family and he can see the pride welling up in their eyes as they're tearing over as he takes his oath and with his right hand raised, he agrees before all of those witnesses that he will uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States against any enemy, either foreign or domestic. This is his commissioning ceremony. This is that moment when he's being declared before all of those witnesses that he is an officer of the United States military. And now he has that huge responsibility of leading men into battle and making sure that their safety is upheld, but also looking out for the safety of all of us as a nation. And so he goes forth from that commissioning, empowered to lead men on a field of battle and to see to it that they are safe. Now here's the thing, that moment would never have come to pass had he not first responded to a calling. I don't know about what kind of mottos there are these days, but back when I was a kid, the Marines were the few, the proud, the Marines. Anyone remember that? The few, the proud, the Marines. And every time that song came on, Right? It's like my heart got racing and you see these people crawling through the mud and carrying soldiers on their backs and flying off in helicopters. And as a young man, I watched those commercials thinking, that's what I need to do. Right? That part of me that was a young man, even though I was young, it was still being pierced saying, that's heroic, that's sacrifice, that's the way I need to live my life. You guys remember the army? 
The army was, be all that you can be. You remember that? Today, the Navy has a motto, and it goes like this, forged by the sea. Now, if that doesn't quicken you, cause you to want to figure out what that's all about, I don't know what will. But as a young man, those calls went out. Always enlist. Come join this brotherhood of soldiers. Come sacrifice on behalf of your country. This man standing in this ceremony, being commissioned as an officer, responded to that call one day. And what I want you to understand this morning is that as a church, what word did I say there? As a church, we all have a calling. You have a calling this morning. God is trying to break through your hardened heart, trying to speak truth to you and draw you away unto himself. The word church is a compound word in Greek made up of two words, the first being ek, which means out of or away from, and the second word being kaleo, which means to call or to summon. And so you put those two words together and literally what the church is, it's a group that has been called out or summoned away from. And so what is it that you're called out or summoned away from this morning? First off, I want you to write down there in your notes about this calling is that you're called out of the old. You're no longer to live that kind of life. You're no longer to be that old person. This is the way the apostle Paul put it in Ephesians chapter four. Read this with me on the screen. He says this to the church of Ephesus, You're to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through its deceitful desires. Your old man is corrupt. Your old man has been deceived. Your old man was chasing after wickedness. Your old man was chasing after sin. Paul says, you put that off. Quite literally in the Greek, the word put off, it's very descriptive and it speaks of unzipping an old outfit or an old coat, or an old jacket, and you unzip that jacket, you take that jacket off, and you step out of that jacket. You're unclothing yourself from the old. That's not who you are anymore this morning if you're in Christ. You're not the old. You're to put off that old. You're to come away from that old. God is calling you out and away from that old. So there are three things that you have to leave behind as you're called out this morning. I want you to write them down. They're not in your notes. The first off is you've got to leave your sin behind. You can't be made new. You can't respond to this call if you're going to try to keep dabbling in your sin. If you're not willing to let go of those things that have captivated your heart for so long that you know grieve God's heart. You've got to be willing to release those to the Lord. This is how the apostle Peter put it in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. He says, you're a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. And here's the reason why. You may proclaim the excellencies of him who what? Who called you out of darkness and into marvelous light. You've been called out of that old life. You've been called out of that old lifestyle. You've been called away from those old group of friends. That's not who you are anymore if you were in Christ. Why are you still living that way? Jesus gives us the answer in John chapter three. He tells the disciples, he tells those who are listening, he says, listen, men refuse to come to the light because they love the darkness more than they love the light. They love their sin too much. They love satisfying the desires of the flesh. 
They're not willing to lay down the darkness so that they can receive the light. And because of it, they're trapped, they're condemned, Jesus says. There's no hope for that kind of a person. Cockroaches avoid light. You turn a light on in a room, you should have seen it here before the lights came on this morning. Cockroaches everywhere. <laughs> and the lights came on. I'm just kidding. I'm just, everyone's going to be like, how come nobody has their feet on the floor? I don't. <laughs> Listen, cockroaches flee from the light and they go and they hide in the darkness. Too many of you are acting like that before the Lord. You can't handle being around the light because you love your darkness. And so you're willing to hold on to that darkness at whatever the cost. God has called you out of that darkness and into the light so that you can proclaim his excellency, so that you can give God praise. You will never be able to give God praise while you're still hanging out in the shadows in the darkness. You got to come out of that. That is no place for the believer. Listen to what Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. And maybe some of you can relate to this. He said this in Ephesians chapter two. He says, and you, me, and you, you were once dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of the world. Listen, following the prince of the power of the air. He says, you once followed Satan. You didn't follow Jesus. There was a time when you were dead in your sin, where there was no spiritual heartbeat within your breast, where you were completely dead and you followed Satan. You didn't follow the Lord. You didn't follow after Jesus. You followed your flesh. You followed lies rather than following the truth. That's who you once were. You were once dead the Apostle Paul said this to the church in Corinth. He lists this long list of sins. I mean, just like grave sins, just anything you can imagine, how vile and wicked our hearts are. You understand, whatever sin it is that you've been struggling with, I want you to put that sin in here. Whether that sin be lust, that sin be greed, that sin be anger, unforgiveness, whatever that sin is that you're struggling with, you can put that word in this list. And he says this, you were once filled with lust, you were once filled with greed. You were once filled with pride. You were once filled with anger. You were once filled with unforgiveness. But then the most beautiful word in all of scripture comes at this moment. That's who you once were, but. That word changes everything. You once had a heaping pile of shame and guilt and regret. You once lived a life that was far from God. You once hid out in the shadows. But, but that is not the end of your story. Paul goes on, he says, but you were washed. But you were sanctified or set apart for God. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. That's amazing, is it not? <laughs> Praise God. That is not who you are anymore. You do not have to live in the shadows. You do not have to live obeying the flesh. You can come out of the shadow and into the light and you can proclaim the beauty and the grace and the mercy that Jesus has to pour out upon you today. You gotta leave your sin. For some of you, you need to leave your nets. That's the second thing if you wanna write it down. 
Some of you need to leave your nets. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus first calls his very first disciples and they're out fishing and they've come in at the end of the day and they're mending their nets, they're taking care of their equipment and Jesus calls to them and he says to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and you're gonna have a change in priorities. Follow me and you're gonna have a change in perspective. Follow me and your life will never be the same. Now understand for these young men that are out there fishing, that are mending their nets, that are tending to their boat, that are checking out their day's haul, this was their livelihood. This is how they made a living. This is how they put food upon their tables. Understand what this meant when Jesus says, I want you to leave that and I want you to follow me. Think about the faith that that takes to hear that call, to heed that invitation, to say, I hear that and I'm gonna leave these nets to follow you. And do you know the Bible says that they immediately dropped their nets and they followed Jesus? Immediately they dropped their nets. Later on, Jesus would tell them exactly what it looks like to follow after him. He said this in Luke chapter nine, verse 23. He says, if you wanna follow me, you're going to have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me daily. What does it mean? What does that mean to deny myself? It means that you say no to your dreams. It means you say no to your ambition. It means you say no to those things that are so important to you right now in this moment that you take a look at all of the sum of what you've been living for and you say, you know what? Following after Jesus is more important to me than all of those things combined. To deny yourself and say, you know what? I'm not going to pursue that passion. You know what? I'm not going to pursue that person. You know what? I'm not going to pursue the extra zero in my bank account. I'm not going to pursue an early retirement. I'm going to focus on living for Jesus because he's all that matters. To deny yourself to follow after the Lord. I remember after I became a believer, I thought I had my life pretty well figured out. I had things lined out. Those of you who know me, especially those who are on staff here, you understand that I'm a planner, right? And like to a fault, I plan, I wish that I could have a plan on my refrigerator that has what I'm going to be eating each meal each day so I don't have to think about it. I plan everything. And I thought I had my life planned out. I had completed two years at IVC studying English. I was going to become an English teacher. That's what I wanted to do. And one day I can remember it as clear today as the day it happened. I was driving near Adams Park, right at the curve. You know where I'm talking about? And I was listening to KGBA. Something was on the radio, and there was this young preacher preaching God's word. And I remember hearing this so clearly. God said to me, why are you studying English when I've called you to teach my word? And it was one of those moments in my life where I had to make a decision. There was a fork that was laid out for me. And I had to decide, am I going to pursue my passion, my ambition, my goal, what I thought would look good for my life, or am I going to obey what God says? And you know what obeying what God said looked like in my life? It looked like dropping out of college, even when everyone said I was making the wrong move. It looked like saying, if all I'm ever going to do in life is print t-shirts at Driscoll's and be happy because I'm preaching the gospel, that that's what I'm going to do. It looked like washing toilets 
at the church because there wasn't anyone else to do it. It looked like becoming a Sunday school teacher, even though I didn't know what I was doing, even though I had just gotten saved because some of those kids didn't have a teacher. It looked like this. It looked like always walking through the door that God was opening. It, following Jesus, denying yourself and following Jesus looks like this, that when you hear his voice and you see that door open, that you're there and you say yes. That's what that verse means. If you want to follow me, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to stop following the world, if you want to stop following the prince of the air, you've got to start saying no to yourself and start saying yes to me and watch what I will do in your life if you just show up and be faithful. You've got to leave your nets. Again, I'm not saying you walk away from your jobs. I'm saying that you have a change in mind of what your priorities are, that you stop living for self and you start living for God. You can't Truly be a disciple of Jesus if your heart is following something else or someone else. You've got to lay that net down before you can follow the Lord. You need to leave your sin because that's the old life. You need to leave your nets because that's the old life. And for some of you, following Jesus looks like leaving your religion because it's in the way. What do I mean by that? Think for a moment about the Apostle Paul. He was at that point in his life where he had gained the admiration and the respect of all of his countrymen. He was one of the leaders in the Jewish faith. He'd studied under the greatest teachers. He had God's law memorized. He had the points down. He was zealous for the Jewish beliefs. But it wasn't fulfilling for him. It wasn't what God had called him to. God had called him to leave all of that in order to know him more intimately. Let me read this to you out of Philippians chapter three. Paul writes this to the church in Philippi. He says, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh, if anyone should be confident, it should be me, says Paul. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more so. I was circumcised the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, persecuting the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. He says, listen, I kept all 613 commandments in the Old Testament. If someone were to try to put me on trial, they could find no evidence. I was blameless as far as it came to keeping the righteousness of the law. I never broke the law. I was a religious person. I followed all of the rules. I gave when the offering came by. I raised my hands during worship. I said amen right when the preacher was waiting for it. I was a religious person. Paul said that was all worthless. All that religion did was draw his heart away from God. All that did was cause him to place his trust in his own works rather than the work of the finished work of the cross. Listen to how he goes on. Listen to what he says. He says, whatever, 
Whatever gain I had, I've counted it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. He says, I put aside all of my religion and all of my effort and all of my training and all of my studies and everything that I had devoted my life to because it led me away from Jesus. And once I finally counted that as rubbish, as dung, as trash, once I did that, I finally came to know the Christ I had always been searching for that I might know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to him in the image of his death. This is what Paul came to know and this was what Christ has to offer you if you'll leave your past, to leave your rules, to leave your expectations and just follow Jesus. You're called out of the old. You're called to leave your sin. You're called to leave your nets. You're called to leave your religion. Why? Why is this a call? Why is this a challenge for you? Why is this what God is calling you to? It's for this reason, because you've been called into the new. You've been called out of the old so that you can come into the new. Ephesians chapter four, once again, after he talks about unzipping and unclothing and shedding the old self, he says in verse 23, does Paul, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. That This is what you want. You want to unzip and unclothe the old and you want to step into this new outfit. You want to step into this new coat and you want to zip this up. You put on the new man who's created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And he says there that you should be renewed in your spirit. To the church in Rome, he says that we should not be conformed to this world, but that we should be renewed or transformed by the renewing of our minds. That we need to start thinking differently than we used to think. That we can't get caught up in the same old thought life. Has your mind been renewed? Is your mind still struggle with the same filth that the old man used to struggle with? God wants to transform you today. He wants to take that out of you and he wants to clothe you with the new man. He wants to set you free and renew you from the inside out if you'll allow him. Here's the thing. You cannot be transformed through the renewing of your mind until you leave the old man behind. God is calling you out of the old into the new. Listen to what Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. He says, so that we do not lose heart, though our outward self, our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Anyone in here get the impression that your body is falling apart slowly but surely? Yeah? Anybody's knees or hips have problems? Like, I'm 38 years old, okay? And already I'm like, oh, how come it takes me still so long to get straight when I stand up? You know, it's like our bodies are perishing. But you know what? My spirit is being renewed. Every morning I wake up, praise God, you can clap for that, especially the older people. Clap, clap, clap for that, right? I'm, 
Some of you young people are like, doesn't pertain to me. Give it 10 years, right? You're going to be clapping with the rest of us. Here's the thing. Every day I look in that mirror and I've lost a little bit more hair. It just happens. <laughs> right? It's inevitable. These bodies are perishing. But you know what? That the same moment when I look into that mirror and I see that that body's falling apart, I understand and I know that the inward man is growing stronger because that inward man is being fed by God's spirit. And he has the power to transform me and to renew me if I surrender to him by coming out of the old, coming out of the shadows, coming out of the dark, and coming into his glorious light. Thanks for tuning in for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. Christ Community Church has campuses in El Centro, Calexico, and Brawley, with services in English and in Spanish. Your kids are going to love our kids' church. Plus, we have a lively youth ministry and young adults group. You're welcome to call the church office at 760-337-9400 with your questions. Or leave us a message on the Christ Community Church IV mobile app, the ccciv.org website, or direct message us on social media. We are really looking forward to meeting you. So again, the website is www.cccivy.org or call 760-337-9400 so we can plan your visit.